Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Radio Red in the house. It's Thanksgiving week in the United States. I don't know what you're doing or having, but I've got this big butterball frozen sitting, trying to defrost in my refrigerator. It's only 13 and a half pounds, but it's going to take a four days. Mom is cooking this week. Welcome to Read My Lips, my happy place on Mondays. I have a very special show, not because it's a special holiday this week, but because I am reuniting with a gentleman named Mark Bello. You can see him on the screen. And those of you listening at Voice America Empowerment Channel, welcome. Mark and I met about a half a year ago at the National Publicity Summit, which is virtual now, you all know, that's where I get about 90% of my guests. And Mark is the the trainer, the owner of a very special dog who is no longer with us on this part of the earth, on this part of the rotation. And Mark and I stayed in touch. And uh, Mark has brought me the other two guests who are also in the world of working with highly intelligent canines. I'm just going to phrase it that way, and I hope that's okay with my guests. So before I say anything else, I want my three guests, you don't know what I'm going to do. We didn't rehearse this, but please, I want you all to put up your hand in the shape of the letter L. So Pilly and Alexis and Mark. Mark, I know you're holding the leash there. There you go. Okay. On the count of three, I'd like you to join me in saying hello, L, L, L. Let's do it real slowly now. One, two, Three. Hello. That's it. Only three. Jordan is my engineer. Jordan, I could you mark that down, please? I think that was the best. I know I told you that last week and the week before, but I think that was really the best ever. So thank you to my guest. LLL is a lovely lady named lovely lanky Laura Legs, L-E-G-Z, who is our most loyal listener. She lives on Long Island, but she's in Whitestone, New York, and I've been trying to find a way to get her to move. We actually had a, a fictitious GoFundMe for a couple of years. Of course, didn't raise any money, but it was a good thing to think about. Mark, we need your camera back, dear. And uh, we we're trying to move her to a place with L, and I was accidentally looking at the map about a year ago, and I wanted to move to London. Alexis, I think you can understand this, and Pilly, I want to move to London, and I tilted my head. So you ever tilt your head when you're looking at something, and it's very comfortable over there? And the N in London, the first one, flipped upside down and became a U, and I landed in Loudoun, Tennessee. So here I am, and it's been a year and two months, and it's actually a lovely place to live, but you never know where you're going to yeah. land. So I'm going to try and get lovely, lanky Laura Legs to move to Loudoun. I'll find a place for you, Laura. Now, the special thing about Laura is that at 8.01 p.m. tonight, she will be writing me an email. I will receive it, and it will tell me how much she enjoyed hearing Mark Bello and Pilly Bianchi and Alexis Devine. And she will give me a little summary of everything you said and who you are. Just very briefly, a little paragraph for each one. And she's the third one in line of people who've been doing this for me and my shows for many, many years. The others were relatives. So very special lady. So here we are. It is November 20th. Woohoo. It is the 324th day of 2023 in the Gregorian calendar. I don't know if any of you know this, but Gregor 
was Pope Gregory, and he didn't like the Julian calendar. Pilly is very curious, I can tell. He didn't like the Julian calendar, so he said, well, they've got some extra leap days. I don't know. I don't like them. I'm going to move them around, change them every 300 years. So he just created the Gregorian calendar. So I like to say that Pope Gregory, Gregorian's mom, probably said at one point, that's my boy. He's very creative. So I consider him one of the early creatives. Okay. I'm pretty sure she called him Greg or Gregor or Gregory or something nice, but we thank him for that. There are 41 days remaining to the year. So how many of you got plans already for New Year's Eve? Mark, Alexis, Pilly, anybody? Yeah. Nope. nope. Okay. Well, I'm going to nope. give you a little bit of advice. If you like to imbibe, whether it has alcohol in it or not, you want something special and you're going to do it online, the shelves will be empty very soon. So make your decision. If you want to make okay. something like Kahlua or something, a spirit, and you have an extra sink in the garage or in the back of the house, start doing it now because Pilly, the flavors take a while. If you have a relative Ooh. who had a whiskey still in the back of the house behind the barn, Alexis isn't sure she believes me. Get that whiskey still out because we won't tell anybody it's not bootleg anymore. You know, they might tax it, but it's probably going to be really good, strong whiskey, and we might need that for 2024. So there we go. Now, I have a little poem I'd like to read. And when I say your name, I'd like you to wave furiously at the camera so everybody knows who you are. Okay, Mark, I'm looking at the feed here, and you are who we got black. That's me. That's me. I don't know why I'm not coming through here. Let me refresh my screen here. No, I'm fine. Okay. So here we are. Yes. Got to have the host for showing. I'm going to read this. And when I call your name, just wave. So here we go. And this was written by me and ChatGPT. In the radio realm where creativity takes flight, <clears throat> aka Radio Red welcomes with pure delight three game-changing souls, a vibrant array. She'll spotlight their stories. Carpe diem, seize the day. Mark Bello, Mark wave hello. Mark was an expert in the home upgrade space until Labrador puppy Melly entered his space, I meant to say, with grace. With eidetic memory for numbers and math, this canine did shine. Sue Melly, the math dog, wagged a tail divine. Now Marconi joins Mark, a Labrador in gold, AKC pedigree, his story yet to unfold. I hope you like that, Mark. That's my dedication to all of you. Pilly Bianchi, wave hello. Pilly, a co-teacher with flair of Chaser, the Border Collie, you'll tell us. The world's canine language air. Pilly's a keyboardist in Melodies Profound, an independent music awards judge worldwide renowned. For the love of dog, her new book so grand, it visually celebrates how pups and people band. I hope you like that, Pilly. Okay. And then we go to Alexis Devine. There she is. Alexis created wearable art. I think we're looking at some of it until Bunny, the sheepadoodle, stole her heart. Communicating with buttons, Bunny's videos went viral. Her popula popularity kept growing in her style. Bunny joined UCSD Lab's Cognition Quest, putting canine knowledge to the test. Licensed family dog mediator Alexis knows the power of trust. Empathy between people and pups is a must. I hope you like that, Alexis. Now tune in, but thank you, tune in, buckle up for today's Read My Lips ride. Set down your phone, put your multitasking aside. Radio Red's lively show, special edition tonight, The Bark of Creativity. My special guests are sure to delight. So what'd you think? Mark, did you like it? Thank you very much so. You're welcome. Pilly, what do you think? Good? I, I loved it. Yeah, I want a copy. I, I will. Actually, it's on LinkedIn, but I will email you a copy afterwards. Oh, Alexis, okay. right. Alexis, what'd you think? 
It'll go down in history. (laughs) (laughs) You're very kind. I'll tell you what I do. I take a little bit of your bios, each of you, just a couple of sentences. And I say to ChatGPT, would you please write a poem for my opening monologue on my radio show? And I give it the text in one big block about Mark, about Pilly, about Alexis. I don't paragraph it. I just feed it the whole thing. And within one, two, three, less than three seconds, it returns a poem to me. Now, that's not the finished model. That's what it gives me. I copy it into my document, and then I start looking at it and say, I'd like to change a word here. I'd like to change a word there. So I co-verse it. That's what I call it. So thank you very much. I'm glad you liked it. I use it on my business shows, too, and it's always a lot of fun. So let's go around the table now. Uh, Let's do some bios. I gave just a sentence or two about each of you, and that's not nearly the big picture of who you are because you're all wonderfully expert at what you do. I'm very honored to have all three of you again. And Mark, thank you for being here. All these months, we've waited to get you on the show, and it seemed like a good time Thanksgiving week to give thanks for you becoming my friend. And I did meet Melly online, and now Marconi, and you introduced me to Pilly and Alexis. So, Mark, I'm putting you on full screen speaker view. Would you please do us the honor of a compressed three-minute bio? That's all I'm giving you, Mark. Go ahead. A compressed one? Okay. <laughs> three minutes. I'll clock you. Well, uh, we'll talk about Melly and how she came into my life. Um, I literally picked up as a surprise for Faye uh, after we uh, used to take care of a a black lab. And then when they moved away, we thought, well, maybe they'll leave the lab with us. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Maybe they'll leave the second born and first born also. But so we cried for a long time. And then we had the kitchen magnet, black lab kitchen magnets and uh, the calendars and the coffee mugs and everything, black lab, puppies and what have you, until I actually bought a little puppy home. And uh, the first day I had her, I I said to her, I love you. She barks three times. I love daddy, box four times. I love my daddy, box five times. I'm not teaching her to do this. She's just doing it on her own. Brought her next door, showed my neighbors. The neighbors were, oh, she's cute. She's adorable. Yeah. It's, it's hard not to be cute and adorable when you were a black lab puppy. Um, and then from there, I started teaching her by the end of the week, nine weeks old, 63 days. How many fingers? And she barked that many times. Four and a half months, she was doing flashcards. At a year and a half, we won Best Pro Spot, Best Dog Trick Contest. And then from there, it's all the cognitive stuff. Um, just She was uh, basically... Um, Documented as having eidetic memory, which is, you know, the commonly known as photographic memory. She could literally look at a license plate, glance at a license plate. And Pilly, I think you were telling me about Chaser, would just glance at things and remember stuff. Uh, I think dogs in general have a way better memory than people give them credit for. And Alexis, I mean, we were on a uh, we were on a podcast once before, and I asked you if uh, Bunny had. Um, a good memory. I don't know if you remember the question, but you said you didn't have any data on that to really. Um, but if if it's doing eighty, if Bunny's doing eighty to a hundred buttons on the floor, I think most people couldn't handle remembering where those buttons were. Uh, so we'll be talking to Alexis about the buttons in a few minutes because the audience doesn't know about those yet. So we'll get to that. So tell us <laughs> just a little bit more, Mark, please, about when Marconi came into your life because he's there with you today. Go ahead. Well, when. 
when when Melly um, left me. I know it's emotional, Mark. Are you okay? I, I had to do something quickly because I had no sense of purpose for living after that. So uh, uh, I went back to the breeder, and luckily enough, he had some pups, lab pups, and um, Billy were telling me to get a different color. Well, <laughs> you can see it's <laughs> a different gender. Um, and he's learning, believe it or not, he knows how many moons each planet has. He can do some small math. He knows everything he eats. He um, He's learned a lot in less than three months. He would stag you with what this dog knows right now. Um, I, I'm waiting for him to lose a little bit of his puppiness because he's way more than a handful, believe me. Uh, <laughs> Mark, may I ask you a question? Are you a, Did you learn... To how to train a dog? Were you were you trained? Did you take classes in this? Can anybody do this? Just a brief answer. Um, maybe. Um, no, I, I was never formally trained. Although I do have a teaching degree in New York a long time ago, way too ma too many years ago to even speak about. And you it. have an accent in uh, New York too. <laughs> Takes one to know one, Mark. Takes one to know one. Go ahead. I'm walking here. You know, <laughs> there's a line from uh, Midnight Cowboy. Uh, doesn't happen. Um, no, anyway, so as this came about, um, I just added logical things that I think would speed the process. I saw some video from Dr. John, uh, Pilly's father, um, and, uh, learning, you know, on, 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 on the, on the web, YouTube, et cetera. And I just picked up a tip here, a tip there, uh, Dr. Irene Pepperberg with uh, Alex the Parrot. Uh, we did the things with the corners, the angles. How many How many corners? Three on a triangle, four on a rectangle, things like that. And Melly just breezed through this stuff because like, like um, Chase, she has eidetic memory. She just learned. And anybody in the audience can ask her a question and she'll answer, which was incredible. Just beyond incredible. Well, when I met you and Melly at the National Publicity Summit about a half a year ago, Mark, you asked Melly to spell my name, and she tapped out the number that went with each letter in my name. I think it was my other name that starts with a B, and uh, it was quite amazing. It was it was it was beautiful. So thank you, Mark. Thank you for joining me today. Take a deep breath. Now I'm going to turn over to Pilly. We're going to go around the table, and Mark, thank you for being so open. I don't, I don't like the word authentic, but, oh, you got to be authentic. I call it real deal. Mark Bellow, you're the real deal. Accent and all. That's the way I never talked, Mark. I can tell you that, but I recognize a New Yorker when I hear one. Okay, that sounds more like the Godfather. Pilly Bianchi, I'm putting you on full yes. screen speaker view. Let's hear from you. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Red. And uh, Mark, thank you for inviting us and introducing us to Red, Alexis, and me. Um, so I'm uh, Pili Bianchi. I uh, am primarily, my day job is I'm a musician. I was a pianist and uh, had my debut at 16 when I with the Charleston Symphony playing the Schumann, the McDowell Piano Concerto, and I was also played the Schumann Piano Concerto with another orchestra, but um, went to music school, then went to graduate school, studying studio writing and production, and at University of Miami, got my master's, moved to New York, started doing theater work, and um, 
didn't really love theater. Um, it's not my thing. So uh, I started auditioning for answering ads in the Village Voice, which is a throwback to the past, the Village wow. Voice. Um, uh, answering ads for keyboard player for hire. And uh, sure enough, I ended up getting... Um, eventually landed me a gig on MTV. I was in a house band for a show called Turn It Up in 1990. We shot 60 shows. Um, and I was with uh, in Dennis Leary's house band for his TV show called Spotlight Cafe. And then I started my own career as a songwriter and an artist. So I've had three disastrous record deals. And after the last one went belly up, I needed some time off. I to have a baby. And um, then I got called to do a wedding for some, this artist called John Cougar Mellencamp, John oh, Cougar. And, <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 I don't do that kind of stuff. I don't do that. And, and then I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to grab my friend who's on tour with Cindy Lauper. I'm going to grab my other friend who's touring with Richie Havens. And we're going to do something really remarkable. So we took cover songs and we kind of uh, blew them up in a creative way and thus started my company, Bianchi Musica. So we play for high-end events. They fly us all over the world. I just did a 70-piece orchestra in Miami. But at the same time, when my business was very successful, my father's dog, uh, his research with his dog, Chaser, went globally viral. And um, Chaser has the largest language learning of any animal in the world. And so he started getting requests from news outlets from all over the world. And I became his producer because I produced live events. And it was an honor to collaborate with my dad. I was a ghostwriter for his New York Times bestseller, Chaser, Unlocking the Genius of the Dog Who Knows a Thousand Words. I liaisoned with 60 Minutes, with Nova Science Now, with uh, NBC, CBS, um, all of those shows. And uh, I was working on the second book with him before he passed away. And I knew it had to be really engaging. But then he and Chaser passed before we finished the book. I was kind of lost, but then I had some great writer friends that um, uh, pushed me on my way, and um, now I've got a book out. So I've had an opportunity to be in a, an arena with not only heavy-duty canine uh, scientists, but I've met a lot of people. Uh, people that just love their dogs. And so, um, and that's chaser is the link for how I met Alexis and yeah. Thank you, Pilly. I had no idea your bio was interesting, but it didn't give me all of this detail. That's why I, I don't read bios on the air. I want to hear my guests tell us who they really are. Very impressive career. Wow. Uh, somebody named John Cougar Mellencamp, huh? Yeah. Uh, somebody yeah. named Richie Havens. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I think you're ringing some bells here. Thank you very much. Pilly, welcome. Delighted to have you. Thank Alexis you. Devine, you are here. You've got a beauty sitting on your lap. I want both introductions. So I'm putting you two on speaker view. Alexis, please tell us all about who you are and who is this gorgeous <gasps> something, this papillon, this butterfly yes. on your lap. Go ahead. This is... This is Tenrec. He just turned a year old. He is a papillon. He is a rabid bumblebee, and I love him so, so much. I am Alexis Devine. 
And until about four years ago, I was a wearable art designer. I was showing at New York Fashion Week. I was sold in boutiques across the nation. I was doing photo shoots every week. Um, and then the pandemic hit. Shortly before the pandemic hit, I brought home a puppy, a tiny black and white fluffy sheepadoodle. I named her Bunny. Um, and before bringing her home, my goal was to have the most connected relationship possible and the best possible communication that I could. I wanted this sort of Lassie-esque relationship with my dog. And so I started doing research into training and behavior and canine cognition. And I came across a speech language pathologist on Instagram who was using augmentative and alternative communication, AAC, to uh, teach her own dog to communicate with recordable buttons. So not having any business teaching my own dog to talk because I wasn't a trainer or a speech language pathologist, I uh, bought like 20 buttons because um, I'm always over optimistic in that way. Put an outside button by the door, uh, recorded the word outside on it. Every time Bunny would go outside, I would press the button. She would hear the word outside. I would say the word outside. And then we'd have a little outside party. Uh, did that every time we went out for about three weeks. And then one day my partner and I were sitting at the table watching Netflix and Bunny was over by the door. She was just sitting by this button, which she hadn't pushed independently before. And she was sort of looking at us and then looking down at the button, looking at us, looking down at the button. And I'm watching her out of the corner of my eye. And then she like looks at us, lifts her paw, smacks the button and her head whips up and her ears fly out akimbo. And you can see this huge smile on her face. And I scream and we run outside and we have a huge outside party. Um, and, it, and it was game on after that. I, I thought to myself, if she can learn one, why not five? If she can learn five, why not a hundred? Um, and now about four years later, we have about a hundred buttons and I am now a certified professional dog trainer, a licensed family dog mediator. I've learned so much about canine behavior, canine intelligence, and so much about myself in the process um, that I also have written a book about it. Pilly and I were lucky enough to publish right around the same time. And, and she's been one of my, my, yeah, there it is. One of my biggest supporters. Hold it up, one. hold it up, Pilly, hold it up. Go ahead. Keep going, Alexis. Oh, that that's it. Now I, I wrote a book and we're that's yep. today. That's now it. book is here. Beautiful. Today is now. Now Bunny's not coming on camera with us tonight. Bunny's not feeling well, you said. Bunny is not feeling very well. I might be able to run downstairs in a few minutes here and see how she's doing. Okay. All right. I don't want to inconvenience you. We would love to see her because I know she has fans. And I was telling you a family member of mine heard you were going to be on and said, oh, we all, she's a veterinarian. She said, oh, we all know Bunny. We want to see Bunny. So, I, Well, Aww. I just happen to have Bunny's trainer here. So Alexis, we have to know what is a licensed or certified family dog mediator? What does that mean? What do you just briefly, what do you do? Well, in practice, I don't do much because I'm not taking paid clients. But in theory, it's a very, very holistic way of looking at canine behavior. So we follow the legs model, legs, um, learning for the L, E, environment, G, genetics, and S, self. So instead of going into an environment where there might be a quote-unquote problematic behavior being seen from a dog um, and saying, oh, let's modify that behavior. Let's let's change what the dog's doing because that's inherently invasive, right? 
you think, okay, how can we modify the environment to set them up for success? What do we know about their self that can inform what's going on here? Um, So for example, in self, um, do they maybe have an arthritic hip, which is why they won't sit when you ask them to sit? Maybe you address their pain. Um, Do they live in an environment where there are people running by every day and they're constantly barking out the window? Maybe you get blind so they can't see the people. So instead of trying to change the animal, you try and change the things around the animal to affect the behavior in a more holistic, non-invasive way. That's sort of at its core what it's about. Very much. Very interesting. I never heard that before. I'll have to pass that on to the dog lovers in my family. Thank you all for the bios. Mark, you brought me some very interesting people here. And Mark, you're very interesting too. So, and Mark, thank you for being so real about your, I hate the word journey, about about what happened with you and Melly. Uh, the, the love there is just coming right through the screen. We all see it. We all feel it. And, and uh, condolences. I'll just say that. And Chaser too. So let's get back on happy track here. That's what we're going to do. Mark Bellow, I'm looking at your quote. This is part of the show where you've each sent me a quote from a fictional character in a movie or a TV show or a song lyric. And I'm going to read the quote. Pilly, I will read your quote when I get to you, not to worry. And I'm going to give a little bit of background on the quote. And then I'm going to ask you to take your three minutes and tell us what in the world this has to do with your creativity. This is going to be a stretch for a couple of these. So Mark sent a quote from Vinnie Gambini, played by Joe Pesci. Of course, the movie is My Cousin Vinny. Oh, what a great movie. 1992 American comedy film. Is it really that long ago? Don't tell me. Uh, William Gambini, uh, played by, who is this now? This was Ralph Macchio, or Machio, people pronounce it differently, and Stanley Rothenstein, played by Mitchell Whitfield, are young New Yorkers who are arrested, oh no, in Alabama, and put on trial, oh no, for a murder they did not commit. Oh no, oh no, oh no. Unable to afford a lawyer, they're defended by William's cousin Vinny. Gambini, played by Joe Pesci, beautifully. Newly admitted to the bar, he arrives with the fiancé, the one, the only, the fabulous Marissa Tomei playing Mona Lisa Vito. The clash between the brash Italian-American New Yorkers and the reserved Southern townspeople provides the humor. Marissa Tomei won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. Attorneys lauded the film for its accurate description of criminal procedure and trial strategy. Mark, I'm getting to it now. Here is the quote Mark has selected. Everybody ready? Okay. How do you cook your grits? You like them regular, creamy, or al dente? I didn't do it. Come (laughs) on, you could do that better than (laughs) I gave up my New York accent because I never had it. Mark, what does this have to do with your creativity? Love the quote. Go ahead. Well, uh, it's a stretch, as you said. Um, But that's a movie that you can watch. And every time you watch that movie, you're going to laugh. And, and and no matter how many times you see it, it's still funny because it's so stereotypical, so over the top. And you can see the tension between the, the characters had to be the perfect cast. If you had to do that movie 10 times with, with different people, it would never be the same. The cast was perfect. Marissa Tomei, of course, won uh, Best Supporting Actress for that, which was... Um, I mean, was it perfect? If you notice, in every scene that you saw her, she was dressed in a different outfit. Hmm. Didn't it's, remember. After you see it for, after the 22nd time, you kind of like start keying into certain things. You're looking in the background, you're noticing little things that are on the shelf and things like that. But that's just my character. Um, detail stuff. And uh, every time I just, you want, you want a good, you want to be in a good mood. Somebody's having a bad day. Plug in that movie. 
you know, punch in the, the, oh, yeah. the DVD or stream it or however you get it. And uh, that'll put you in a good mood. Uh, Thank you. And a good mood leads to good creativity. Right, Mark? You got to tie that up together with that. Come on. Can I get that thread? <laughs> Pulling strings here for you, Mark. I know that. Let's move on. Thank you. Everybody loves that movie. So many great lines out of that movie. Pilly, I'm going to your quote. This is from Winnie the Pooh, voiced by Jim Cummings. The movie, Christopher Robin, 2018 live action animated feature film. Jim voiced both Pooh and Tigger in the feature film, and he voiced the duo for Pooh's Heffalump movie and Piglet's big movie. Let me just give a little background in case anybody in the world, how dare they not know who Winnie the Pooh is, seriously. Winnie the Pooh is a media <laughs> franchise, not just a book anymore. It's a franchise produced by the Walt Disney Company based on A.A. A. Milne and E.A. Shepard stories featuring Winnie the Pooh, which is hyphenated. Started in 1966 with a theatrical release of the short Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree. The tone, the action, and the plot are softer and slower than any other Disney. And see, I slowed my voice down, Billy. But if you know, got to do this, mm. right? especially with you. Animated film to appeal to a more preschool-oriented audience. I'm just going to stop there. Here's the quote, and it's a lovely one. Billy has picked. I always get to where I'm going by walking away from where I've been. I want to sew that on the side of a pillow. I want to crochet that or do something with it. Pilly, what does this have to do with your creativity? Go ahead. And it's, uh, um, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, you really got me thinking. I love the childlike simplicity of Winnie the Pooh. And uh, it's like, we can't get anywhere if we're still holding on, <laughs> you know? So we, we constantly have to um, move forward you know, and, um, and use the past to propel us to where we want to go. But, you know, we have to keep moving, you know, and um, that sort of uh, the legacy that my father's left me with, you know, and um, I didn't know where I was going to be going with his legacy. As far as Chaser, after he passed, my mom passed, and then dad passed. But the richness of where we came from, you know, the, the uh, gentility, the humility, the knowledge that my father would impart to all of his students and the way he taught Chaser was, um, he was way ahead of the curve in that regard. And he had used these methods with my sister and me that he used with Chaser. And they're the same ones that Alexis talks about is that we have to pay attention to the individual. Um, if, if something's not working out, we have to back up. If learning doesn't take place, we have to change the methods. You know, we need to evaluate how our actions impact other people. And um, in order to do that, we have to be uh, humble and um, look forward um, and be curious. And that's what's also so beautiful about kids is the curiosity. And um, so that, that, that was the impetus behind my quote. Thank you very much. I love the way you said humility and gentility and knowledge. What a beautiful way to characterize your dad. That's lovely. Mm -hmm. 
Thank, Thank you, Billy. You. Thank you. Lovely quote. Absolutely lovely. Let's go on to, we're going to take a sharp turn here in terms of the loveliness of the quote, the one that Alexis picked. Alexis, are you ready? Do you remember <laughs> what you said me? I don't think she does. I don't remember. Oh my God, you won't believe this. It's from the 20th century American astronaut played by Charlton Heston in Planet of the Apes, 1960. You did? You didn't? 1968 American sci-fi film, and the quote was, take your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. You sent that to me. I, 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 you did. You did. I have this from my notes. <laughs> George Taylor is an astronaut, travels to a strange planet where intelligent apes dominate mute, primitive humans. Kim Hunter and Roddy McDowell played the sympathetic ch chimpanzees. Zira and Cornelius Linda Harris portrayed Taylor's love interest. Nova, Maurice Evan played the villain. Orangutan, Minister of Science, Dr. Zawis. The finale, where Taylor comes upon a ruined Statue of Liberty and realizes he's been on Earth all along, became the series' defining scene and one of the most iconic images in 1960s films. Okay. It was American. I told you sci-fi film initiated sequels, tie-ins and derivative works about a world in which humans and intelligent apes clash for control. Does intelligent dogs have anything to do with why you picked this quote? Go ahead, Alexis, run with it. It's all yours, dear. <laughs> well, uh, um, I don't remember picking that quote, but I, I, it actually is super easy to tie into creativity for me. Um, because I think all learning is creative. You have to create new thoughts. You have to create new paradigms. Um, so learning is creativity. And one of the greatest lessons I've learned from Bunny is how to say no. Um, she's very particular about the way people approach her. I had to learn how to advocate her so that she didn't bite people. Um, and through learning how to advocate for Bunny, I learned how to advocate for myself. I'd, I'd been a type of person who had a really, really hard time saying no. I was a people pleaser. Um, and I just, I just couldn't like those, n n it just wouldn't come out of me. Um, so now I'm very comfortable saying no, I am very comfortable advocating for both myself and Bunny. And that is definitely a, a form of creativity because sometimes it's very, very hard and you have to use unique techniques and alternative techniques to get to a place where you feel comfortable being a person Thanks. who says no. Thank you. I will tell you that about a year ago, one of the guests on the show, we were talking about definitions, nuances, if you will, of creativity. And she said, you have to be create courageous to be creative. So we came up mm. with, Pilly likes that, courageous creativity. And the word curiosity has come up on some of these shows. We say you have to be curious to be mm -hmm. creative because... At, and you do. You, you, you have ahead. to... You have to, Rick Cheridoff, who produced uh, Joan Osborne, I don't know if anybody remembers Joan, but he told me, you have to dare to suck. Yep, it has to be okay to fail, okay to take criticism, get your get your thick skin on if, it, if that's what it requires. Know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, know when to run, but know when to stay know when to come back. I think that's the key. When I started doing TV on, on an access channel years ago, Pilly, I got a comment from one of my neighbors. <laughs> and she said to me, I didn't like your skirt. I didn't think your lipstick color was right. You should have worn pants. 
you didn't have enough makeup on. And I said to myself, you know what I said to myself, but I basically said, thank you, Adele. She's no longer around. And I said, when was the last time she put, went on into a TV studio, brought in guests, produced a show, dared to be on camera, spoke her mind in public. And I thought, never, never, never. So I kept the glasses, I kept the skirt, and I was just fine. A thousand shows later, I didn't really care what people said. Right, Pilly? We got to got to move on with that. So I want to. Move, you have to. Now, I want to go to the discussion statements you all sent me about creativity. I'm going to pick one or more, depending on how long they are, from each of you. And Mark, I'm starting with you. This is a lovely one, just lovely. And don't cry. We're getting back a little bit to the Melly era, but you say... <laughs> Display Melly the math dog's extreme cognitive abilities in many ways. So here's how Mark did some examples. I don't want to read all of these. He says, if we were in Home Depot, any person in the audience could select a four or five digit price tag, show it to Melly, turn Melly 180 degrees so it was not in her view. Melly would tap out the price forwards and or backwards. This was kindergarten for Melly. So talk a little bit about your creativity in Shall we say the Melly Melly show, the Melly display? Mark, are you okay to do that for a minute? That's uh, that's right, in my wheelhouse. Yeah, Melly Melly had the ability, um, uh, not like Balcony right here. <laughs> um, uh, after she reached a certain age and she matured, she had no problem being the ham. She knew she was the one, um, and she loved the attention, and she was really good with it. And as far as uh, we'd go into Home Depot or Publix or Winn-Dixie or didn't matter, Bass Pro Shop, didn't matter where we were and we would engage with any. And then next thing you know, you have a crowd of people around her, a video on her and they want to take selfies with her. And they would, you know, the the people that work, they would have their name tags and uh, point to the name tag and then put your hand over the name tag. Melly, spell it backwards. No problem. You know, people say, well, that's impossible. That you, no dog could do that. One through 26 is A through Z. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I talked to um, Robin, Pilly's sister, and said that, you know, it was 1,022 uh, words at time of publication, but it was much higher than that, wasn't it, Pilly? But, um, yes. Mm -hmm. Much higher than mm -hmm. that. So if Chaser could remember well over 1,000 things, you're going to tell me that, that Melly can't remember one through 26 is A through Z. I mean, it, the, the logic that people have when it comes to dogs is it would, it would boggle the mind how ridiculously um, not smart. We'll put it at, at put it, put it nicely, not smart. Um, and I had a lot of fun with it. I've had practice. I've challenged, I've laid hundreds of dollars bills on the counter at Home Depot and said, okay, put your money where your mouth is. The next person that walks through the door will let them judge this and, and we'll do, I have no problem doing that. So I knew exactly what was going to happen. Um, whereas people think they know, knowing what you know and thinking what you know is two different things. Absolutely. Wow. You really put the money on the counter and say, wow. I'm talking like four $100 bills because this guy called me scam artist. I said, Put your money where your mouth is. And what happened was, um, oh, you know, that's uh, too much money. And then, so I said, uh, finally, with, okay, 100 How about 50 How about 20 Then we went down to $10. And the guy went and says, I'm not going to bet you. I said, so basically what you're telling me is your words aren't worth 10 bucks." And I walked away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw Melly do my name on the at the publicity summit on Zoom. And it was it was fast. It was 
secure, it was confident, and she knew what she was doing. And I was completely yeah. amazed. And you did it so fast. It was just, let me show you something. And here we are. So thank you very much. Pilly, I'm looking, you know, okay, I'm looking at your statement number four. I like this a lot. This is a little different than what I usually get from guests. You say, and I'll read it for you, never stop learning. By listening, reading, and being curious, I'm able to get out of my own head and discover new ways of experiencing the world. Here's the part I want you to talk about. To understand anything fundamental in life requires us to view the world in three ways, through science, through mythology, and through poetry. If we leave anyone out, we're bound to miss something important. Inspiration is always within reach. I have never received a statement from hundreds and hundreds of guests quite like this, Pilly. So I'm delighted. Mm. Would you please break it down? Why those three? Talk to me. Well, those three, those were my father's philosophies. And um, that's what enabled him to be such a great, uh, to untap Chaser's genius, you know. And um, what was remarkable when he, uh, he was sort of a magical human being and we grew up with nature and um, with science and even the sort of like the metaphysical sort of world, but he introduced us to um, to poetry and art and uh, um, and viewing the world through these different lenses. And what was what enabled him to be so successful with Chaser? Um, his science. Uh, in his early research with dogs demonstrated that dogs could not learn human language. They couldn't really learn nouns independent from verbs. And I thought, you dad, you've got your head up your patootie, you know, you're not paying attention. You've got to redesign your methods. And it wasn't until he started going to border collie trials and seeing these dogs in their natural environment with the sheep that that gave him a clue where he went wrong. And so he was also a huge, uh, he loved poetry and with songwriting. It's those, those are ways to communicate that touch us in, in um, ways that none, in areas that we can't even fathom. Um, but by, being open to other ideologies and where somebody else stands. It's even when Mark first reached out to me uh, with Melly, I was like, this is I, my scientific hat. I was like, you know, this is a clever Hans. This is like, it's not really what he thinks it is. He's giving her cues. And so he was emphatic. No, 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 this is something different. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go down and meet Melly, you know, and all these other scientists, had ignored what Mark and Melly were doing. And so I went and witnessed what was going on with her. And I, we, Alexis and Melly are both in my book. What he did with Melly was he paid attention to who, who she was. And it was my own father's, uh, curiosity, you know, that I got to check out what this dog is really doing, you know, and I felt the same way about Alexis and I have to, my hat goes off to them, you know, science, there's not, 
wasn't science around Melly, but I witnessed what she was doing and it was what he was giving her. So I was able to take off that hat and really look through another lens. And the same with Alexis, you know, she has done something beautiful with Bunny. She's a, she's a beautiful artist. Um, she's so creative and, um, and, and what she has done is remarkable. And these two human beings, and I'm going off the other end as far as creativity, but these two have inspired me in ways that some science doesn't always inspire me, but science grounds me and shows us what's possible. And it's people like Alexis, Mark, and my father that really push the boundaries of what we don't know and what's possible with other species and the innate bond that we share. So uh, my hat goes off to them, and that's sort of how you, my fa this fa philosophy led me to them. Thank you very much. Very, very interesting. Appreciate that. Let's go on to Alexis. So Alexis, I'm reading your statement number three. It's brief, but I like this a lot. You say, creativity is about connection. My closest bonds are with people who share my passion for discovery and education through creativity. Alexis, can you break this up and uh, unpack it for us a little bit, expand it for me? Yeah, so I think tying it back into that quote, which we thought wasn't gonna be able to be tied into creativity well, um, that I don't remember sending to you. I think learning is creative. And as a person who gets bored really, really easily in order to maintain a productive creativity. I have to be learning. Um, and as I learn, I make connections with people who are learning similar things and I become close with them. Um, I think something else that ties in really nicely with this is autism, because I recently learned that I am autistic just a couple of years ago through my journey with Bunny. I came to a diagnosis of autism, and as an autistic woman, I frequently have very intense special interests. And when I get that solely focused, it's kind of all-consuming. It's educational, it's creative, it's breathing for me. I want I want it to be everything I see and everything I do, sort of like a muse. And as we all know, muses drive creativity historically. So I think that's what I meant by that, that just learning and being driven towards a purpose is creative trying to know something, trying to know someone, that is creativity. Thank you. I have to ask you a question. How did Bunny get the name Bunny? Well, it's not a very interesting story. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I didn't, I'm willing to take a chance on live streaming radio because I'm curious. See, we said yeah. creativity. Go ahead, Alexis. Yes, yes. Um, Bunny was a name that I used affectionately for anything that was endeared, endearing to me. And as soon as she came home, I was like, well, we, we have to call her Bunny, right? Like she's going to end up being called Bunny regardless because she's so sweet and so cute. And I love her so much. And um that's how she got the name. And it just so happens that she's very bouncy and she has cute floppy ears and that it fits her personality quite well. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. It was just a term of endearment that turned into a first name. 
You thank want you. Pot? Thank you. And you also, I see it written as what about bunny? Is that the name is what about bunny or is that just a, a phrase? Is that a catchphrase? That was just a, the, the Instagram handle that I wanted. It had a nice, like alliterative sound. It's lovely. It's lovely. Thank yeah. you all very much for the statements. I appreciate that. I want to do some, let's take a turn into famous birthdays. I have some famous birthdays. I think especially Pilly will know who these people are. And then I have a couple of social media stars that may, who may surprise you. You've never heard of them, I'm sure, but well, one of them you might have. So let's do some happy birthday shout outs. By the way, is anybody here having a birthday in uh, Scorpio has two more days till tomorrow. When's your birthday, Alexis? Thursday. Oh, Thanksgiving Day. Mm -hmm. Happy, happy. How lovely. How lovely. Well, we wish you a happy birthday from Read My Lips Thank Radio. You. There you go. I would have baked Actually, I baked corn muffins with special honey and golden <gasps> raisins in them. I should have brought some in, but they're in the other room and my green screen's blocking me. But oh. in, in spirit, I have them for you. There you go. Thank so, you. Today, you're welcome. Today is Dirks Bentley's birthday. Uh, I'm sure some of you Ooh. know, country singer with the hit single, what was I thinking and feel the fire? His music video for Drunk on a Plane won the 2014 CMA Music Video of the Year Award way back in 2014. And in 2005, he won the CMA Horizon Award, whatever that means. So anybody know how old Dirks Bentley is? Pilly, want to take a guess? You're in the music business. Oh, God. I'd say, oh, shoot. I should, uh, 38. 48. Okay, you got an 8 in there. Okay. Give that girl right. a lollipop. Okay. She got the 8. Okay, now I have another one. I think you'll know, that, not the age, but Joe Walsh is 67 oh. today. Singer, guitarist, record producer. He mm. was a member of the Eagles. I didn't know that. The James Gang and Barnstorm. Before yeah. fame, he was fascinated with ham radio. He appeared in the Blues Brothers, in RoboCop, in the Drew Carey Show, other films and TV. He, and here's his, one of his claims to fame. This is really weird. He married Barbara Bach, who is a sister. I'm sorry, Marjorie oh. Bach, who's a sister of Barbara oh. Bach. And Barbara, Barbara Bach was was Ringo Starr's wife. So his brother-in-law was Ringo oh. Starr. So there you go. Uh, that's that. That's in the famous birthdays thing. Uh, somebody named Jeremy Jordan is 39 today. Broadway and TV actor who played Clyde Barrow in the 2011 musical version of Bonnie and Clyde. And he also mm, appeared in the TV mm. show Smash and Supergirl. Now, I have a couple of social media stars. We've got about six minutes left, and we have plenty to fill here. So there's a young lady who is 32 today. I call that a young lady. Her name is Lily Pichu, L-I-L-Y-P-I-C-H-U, okay? She's an animator, popular on YouTube. She's also on Twitch. She plays uh, League of Legends. Her parents made her take, Pilly, this is for you. Her parents made her take piano lessons starting at age five. You ready? Ooh. She only has, she's just starting out on social. She only has 3 million subscribers. Only 3, three million. I know, I know. I want to uh, cry, cry. Now we have a young man whose name is Jackson, J-A-X-O-N, Bieber. And guess who? He's the youngest half-brother of Justin Bieber. His nickname is Jaxo, J-A-X-O. And he enjoys boxing and playing video games. And he's 14 today. Well, the poor kid only has a million plus subscribers on Insta. So I just, you know, wonk, 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 wonk. Some people just can't get it right. I have some music events. I think you'll all enjoy in 1955 oh. in the music equivalent of the Babe Ruth trade. Sun Records owner, Sam Phillips sold Elvis Presley's contract to RCA for $35,000. Elvis had one year left on his contract and Sam Phillips invested the money in a local hotel chain named 
Holiday Inn, which made a bigger fortune than anything he ever did in music. Interesting. Didn't mm. know that. In 1969, James Brown drug, dragged his road-weary band into the King Studios in Cincinnati, where history was made. Clyde Stubblefield started banging out a drum pattern. James Brown made it the basis of a song which he calls The Funky Drummer. It was a minor hit, but it was the most sampled song of all time in hip-hop. Interesting. Wow. I know. And in 1976 on this day... George Harrison and Paul Simon shared the stage on Saturday Night Live and performed Homeward Bound and Here Comes the Sun, one from each of them. Earlier in the year, mm. Lauren Michaels offered the Beatles $3,000 if they would reunite. This is 1976. In the opening sketch that night, he's arguing with George Harris over, Harrison over how much money George Harrison would get of the $3,000 that he offered oh to God. the Beatles. <laughs> this is true. Uh, That's that crazy. Is that crazy? And by the way, uh, on that this day in 1976, Paul Simon opened SNL dressed as a turkey in honor of Thanksgiving and, <laughs> and your birthday, Alexis. There you go. In, yes. 19, in 2012 on this day, interestingly enough, and you'll appreciate this, Mark, you too, 2012 Fiona Apple canceled the remaining dates of her Idler Wheel tour to care for her sick dog. Yep. Mm. Alexis knows that. Yep. Okay, um, let's see. In 2013, on this day, Loretta Lynn was honored at the White House with the Presidential Medal of Freedom. She was awarded as one of the first successful female country music vocalists in the early 1960s, courageously breaking barriers in an industry long dominated by men. There you go. And in 2016, mm -hmm. yes, Ariana Grande won Artist of, Artist of the Year at the American Music Awards, and Justin Bieber won only four trophies. There you go. Today is Name Your PC Day. Mark, if you had to name your PC, what would you name it? Tell me fast. Nicola, after Nicola Tesla. Okay. Oh, dear. Okay, we're not going to go there. Pilly, what would you name your PC? My PC? You mean my computer? Yes, it's Name Your PC Day. Yeah, what would you name your PC? Um, uh, Danny. Danny, no. okay. Alexis, what would you name your PC? Piglet. Piglet, I like that. Okay. It's a National Entrepreneurship Month. It's National Gratitude Month. It's National Novel Writing Month. I'm still working on mine. It's No Shave Month. We won't go there. And it's Adopt a Turkey Month. It's Banana Pudding Lovers Month. Fun with Fondue Month. Peanut Butter Lovers Month. Peanut, Pepper, Pomegranate, Raisin Bread, and Roasting Month. There you go. I want to thank the three of you. Don't go away. We're going to take pictures afterwards. But I have some closing remarks here. And Mark, again, just give, let's give Mark a round of applause. Just a quick one here. Mark, thank you for introducing me. Well, thank you for coming with Marconi Thanks, and thank Mark. you for introducing me to these two brilliant ladies and, and their wonderful history. So here we go. Everybody listen up. Life is short. Break the rules. Haven't we been all along? Forgive quickly. Eh, kiss slowly. Definitely. Love truly. And all join me laugh uncontrollably. One, two, three. <laughs> That's it. And never, ever, ever regret anything. Never regret anything that made you smile. Final words. Work like you don't need the money because nobody else really cares. Dance like no one's watching. When I was teaching disco on top of a formica table in high heels in a cafeteria in a high school in Eugene, Oregon, everybody waited for me to fall and I never did. They watched while I danced. Sing like nobody's listening. I tried not to sing tonight. And love like you've never been hurt because we all have. Get over it and let your heart mm. mark regrow, regenerate. You will love again. Money talks, chocolate sings, la. And last but not least, I stole this line from somebody else. Thank you for turning me on. Radio Red. Wave goodbye, everybody. Wave okay. goodbye. Bye, LinkedIn. Bye, Facebook. Bye, Voice America. Jordan, Jordan, thank you.
Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host, a.k.a. Radio Red, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week.